All right, we're back for the new season, and um, we have Wesley Johnson. He knows it's dedication time. So, Wesley, what would you like to dedicate this episode to? Oh, I'm going to say uh, today is my, my good pal uh, Nicholas Sullivan's birthday, Mr. Sully. All right. Let's dedicate it to him. Happy All birthday. All right, if he's listening, happy birthday. He, he's, a, he's a great first name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back with a new, brand new season of St. Paul Filmcast. And, of course, when I figured we start the new season, what's best to bring Wesley Johnson? Oh, so. geez. You're too kind. <laughs> You're too kind. Glad so, to be here. Is this the Glad return to... of Wesley? Or the it's... revenge? Because <laughs> right. usually I'm... sequels always uh, the return or the revenge. Or yeah, like, I like both. Yeah. Or strikes can... again or something. Like right, that. right. Yeah, the, uh, the last Wesley Johnson. Okay, going too far. 80, 80 sequel titles are always awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Wesley Johnson, how you doing, man? I'm I'm good, man. It's good. It's good to be back. What well, it's been a, a few years. When when was I? Because I was last here with you, and we worked on a few things in between. But the yeah. last time I was on the podcast, like three years. It's got to be three years. God, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. It was pre-COVID. So yeah, man. Yeah. Did we had life before pre-COVID. Right. It's a big chunk of life that just went missing there for a while. But uh, no, I'm I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back. How are you? I'm a little bit better. A little bit better, yeah. The winter got me. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna. Yeah, I haven't done Wordle. Have you done Wordle? I have not done that yet. Um, it it reminds me too much of, and maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. Is it how how similar is it to Words with Friends? Because maybe, I, I tell you, right. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I'm really bad at it's, it. I don't need another distraction. I get my. I have to get my projects done. I, it, it, right. I yeah, done. it's just one more thing, you know, that I yeah, I'm I'm with you. There's enough there's enough stuff to keep me busy. So I'm not no nothing against anybody who's into it. Sorry. It's just one of those new fads. I feel like it's the third time I've been asked in in a week like, "Hey, you going to do this?" Like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh so let's move before we because you got a bunch of stuff on the table that we need to get oh, uh, too much, talk, too much. Oh, yeah. uh, but we, oh, we, him and I both, uh, Wesley wrote a, a comic book, uh, Mercenary Kingdom. I illustrated. You can yes. find that on indieplanet.com. We'll put the link down below uh, for Mercenary Kingdom Part One, Part Two. We're coming up in probably a couple months, but um, yeah, definitely. It's you. This is the first time kind of writing for a comic book. Yeah, I would say out of all the things, I will definitely say that this is probably one of the things I'm most excited about. I mean, of course, just working with you, you know, right. just a, just a fantastic artist for anybody who I, I would I like to think everybody listening to you has seen some form of your art. But if, if they, they follow haven't, my Instagram, yeah, 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 if, yeah, if they haven't, they're 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 doing themselves a big disservice. Um, but yeah, definitely my first uh, my first comic book um, thing. You know, I, I appreciate them. I, I have a couple friends um, like you who are very into the craft, yeah. and it's yeah, being a part of that process was it, it's beautiful. And and I and I'll say all in all honesty, because I'm not yeah. doing most of the work. You're <laughs> you're doing most of the work. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. my part was done. And then I just get to watch you uh, tease us all until the release, and it's beautiful. 
it's a little bit different writing. Of course, I've written my also, you know, screenplays for films and comic books. But yeah. You have when you especially writing for comic book, you have to think maybe almost like a few panels. Then where's the action? Yeah. You can't just sit there and have you know a Tarantino hours of dialogue. Sure. You have to think sure. about the intensity. Like the format in, encourages a little more action, a little more right intensity. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that was a little bit of a learning curve for me because I will say every writer's a little different, but I I will say that I have always leaned a little more into the dialogue. Yeah. Um, so again, that's where having having somebody experienced like you that was that was helpful because you could tell me right away, hey, we gotta we gotta pull back some of it's the words tough, right? here, let the you know let the action speak for itself, and that. Especially, I know, because I've written to you, like, I got this great line, and we got to put it in there, and it's like, well, it's taking up 20, right. it's 20 <laughs> words, and that's, you've got to think for a page, that's a lot more. Yes, yeah. we are running out of page space, which is which is something I've never, a, a concept that's never crossed my mind before, so. Yeah, and then if you feel depressed, like, if you need a mood scene for a comic book, it's just like almost one panel. Yeah. Where of a movie, you want to hold that maybe for a couple seconds. Right. And probably make it rain a little bit. Yep. So you have to, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But for a comic book, it's just one frame. But in right, movies, that is the moment right there, immortalized. Yeah, it's not moving. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's different. It's different and a, and a lot of fun. You know, so it was a lot of fun. Well, I want to be, before we get into the movies and stuff like that. I want to. Everybody can have an opportunity in a, uh, in a couple in a couple weeks to see you in person. You're gonna be speaking at MarsCon. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I am. I was graciously invited by uh, by our, our buddy Nathan Block, um, local film filmmaker, local yeah. director. He's been a guest on the show too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He has been on the show. Um, and uh, and I've worked with Nathan a, a couple times here and there. We've been good friends throughout the years. And uh, yeah, every year he brings his production company out to uh, out to MarsCon, which is uh, it's a it's a lovely little convention. They have a lot of different uh, yeah, sci-fi, horror. Sci- yeah, yeah, yeah like yep. a melting pot kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, just a little bit of everything. And uh, and distant calling pictures comes by every year, and we have a. Uh, well, I'd say they have a like a film panel, and this will be the second year um, that I'll be joining him. And we we just got a we got a roster of really really talented folks, yeah. and it's really just a, a discussion. You know, people can come by, and if they are curious about any aspect of the filmmaking process. Uh, obviously, we're filmmakers. We love to talk. You know, <laughs> we're here. We love to yeah. talk about what we do and and whatever. So it's uh, yeah, it'll be a fun fun moment. Fun Where do event. you get your clapboards? That's an important piece. Oh, do you get them online? Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. You know, I've I've been through a couple. Um, the <laughs> the people. It seems like everybody that I um, hand that thing to break it. <laughs> you know, yeah. The funny thing is, they're durable, but they're not really right. Yeah, that's, they're, they're they're not there's a right there. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, but it's also kind of funny though, because if you spend, you know, you spend twenty bucks and buy one online, it's there's something enjoyable about somebody, you know, smacking it and it falls. But then in you half. throw them on the couch, yeah. yeah it just, it, they get abused. <laughs> yeah, or they just they always feel like, oh, that's the only one. What if what do we do now? You know, I broke it, and it's like, yeah, we got a couple of them back there. Yeah, no, or they're like <laughs> the ones that are magnet or the ones that think they go quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because everybody thinks, oh, they're magnets, so they must be durable. You just abuse the crap. No, out of them, right? well, and yeah. we live in Minnesota too, so it's like you know, if those things are cold <laughs> for more than you know ten minutes, they're they're gonna crack, and it's just it's just what it is. So um, a couple months ago, you had um, com- well, the last time you were on, you were in the process of of in production of Curse of Raven Heights. Correct. Yeah. It's completed now. Yes. And it was if it you got able to show it at Twin Cities Film Fest. Yes. This uh for fall, perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. 
Yeah. I would love to go, but my tinnitus was just screaming sure. and I just couldn't. Yeah. But that was it's great. Yeah. How'd it go with the first it's, scream? You know, I, I will say we were, um, I, I, I'll, I'll just say me. I won't speak for everybody, but I, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, one, one thing that I've learned, uh, and again and again, but starting with the Curse of Raven Heights is, you know, for anybody who hasn't done a feature, um, it's 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 enjoyable. It's a it's a wonderful process that I think everybody should should take on that challenge in one form or another, whether you make it yourself or you're just on set yeah. part of the the creation process. But uh, one thing that I've definitely learned is because it's such a bigger undertaking. There's many more hours spent in the editing and the post process <laughs> and going through and recutting and revisiting yeah. and just. You're doing things over and over again. You get to a point where you're just too close. You know, you can just get too close to you. Uh, and maybe not everybody, but this is just for, for again, my experience. You get what, it's kind of like dialed in too much. You, you get so hyper-focused on the little details. Um, you you kind of lose your ability to see things objectively. You yeah. know, I agree. I yeah. agree. It's a more, almost like playing golf when you're concentrating on just little, like, little aspect of the yeah. game and then that's why you keep tr track because then after you're done like oh yeah that's the yeah. whole it's almost like playing golf because you're the little tedious small little things you have to accomplish and everything yeah. you have to remember about your swing and everything and then after right. the journey almost you're playing this for three hours and you're just deflated like what the heck was that what's what's happening yeah <laughs> right. you kind of just don't you don't know what what is up or down um yeah. anymore and and i i would say steve muckway so he's a you know partner a good friend of mine uh, we've we've worked on several things since then um but he had it the worst i mean i think he was probably editing that movie for you know two editing years editing is the story isn't it? it it really it really is yeah. and and raven heights was unique because it was uh, essentially two movies yeah you know yeah <laughs> and i don't remember if we if that was the reality when we last talked but that definitely yeah. was the reality in the end is you had to hold off for a couple yeah yeah we had to go back and kind of do a whole second part or second chapter of that and then weaving those two things together was something that i think we we were really skeptical on whether that was going to work um and after steve did his thing for a couple years as well as tidying up and stuff i mean we we worked. We worked it out. We got it together. We had the premiere at the Twin Cities Film Fest, and when I say we were fixing things up to the the bitter end, <laughs> I mean I, I'm I'm not exaggerating. We no. we kind of yeah. watched it for ourselves, you know. Like, one, ah! you always got to. That's a, that's a, the biggest piece of advice I could ever give anybody is when you render something out, watch it every single frame, you know, because yeah. we uh, don't just trust that. Okay. Push the button and we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm talking. The film was submitted. You know, it was on the way to the. You know, the 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 people's hands are putting it on at the TCFF, and we give it one more screening. And there's render. Thing, there's little effects that didn't make it, or things that just didn't work out. And I, we got to call Steve. No, we got to fix this. We got to get it back. It's not ready. Um, so, needless to say, we were. You know, we were excited for the TCFF. is huge. I mean, it's a yeah. big deal it here is, in Minnesota. Is, yeah. we're, we're we're so grateful and, and honored to be a part of that. Um, but as far as how the movie would be received, you know, we kind of we, we just didn't know. We just didn't know. We spent so so many so many hours tidying, yeah. and then. It, it played and people seemed to love it and that was just the best uh, the, the biggest reward you I've know? Um, for my YouTube channel kind of kind of film we critique a lot of movies especially sure. and there's there's some movies like I would say there's a new movie called Emma EMA that came from South okay. America yeah 
and that's very self-aware. It knows it's a film. The lighting, set, direction, everything is perfect. It's shot really well. At the beginning of the movie, she starts off Streetlight on Fire, sure. which is like her metaphor of herself. She's not. Nothing's going to tell her what to do. Nothing's yeah. going to tell her to stop, go. She's not even on any of the streetlights. She's burning all the bridges, and she's going to either go bad or good, whatever. Yeah. But that movie's a little more too self-aware. I would like a little more rough of her cut, I think, would probably sure. really enhance the character a little bit. So, so I think sometimes, especially when critiquing film and as an art form, yeah, that a glossing world great production sometimes takes away from what you want to retain for a character. 100%, 100% yeah. And I think, and I always say that, I think that's the beautiful thing about film and, and certainly other artistic mediums as well, but for me specifically film is it's just so subjective. Right. You know, you yeah. gotta you gotta know. Um, you Halloween know. won't be a big great movie if it was a big production, right? Really glossy, and you did all the colorization, and everything. If he just did almost like it was a home movie, documentary home movie kind yeah. of a thing, that's what works, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. And it's and everybody, you know, you you gotta know what you're trying to accomplish with it, you know. And I think that's really what distinguishes kind of good writers and directors because they they. It's about what they want to project first, you know, yeah. what, who they're, you know, trying to tailor to or who they are presenting to is kind of secondary. And I think both are important, yeah. but you never know who's going to like what or who's not. And, and I definitely felt that way with some, some of the characters through Raven Heights, you know, since from the moment we had started it to when it was done. I mean, I, I, I've written countless scripts since then. You know, I feel like I've grown a lot. So when I'm reflecting back, there's just certain parts of these characters. <laughs> yeah, and I know exactly why I did it, and it, it, it's a pretty pretty common horror trope is, you know, there's too many situations that just seem kind of set up or or convenient, yeah. you know? And uh, and I think I perceived those moments right away, and I figured, well, how do I how do I deal with this? Well, we'll make the characters be self-aware. We'll make we'll make them they'll bit, make yeah. fun of this first before the audience has a chance to. Um, which is kind of risky because it it's kind of you know you're you're kind of cheating it a little bit. It's kind of a, you're shorting the you know it's something that most people probably want drawn out and and to be a little bit more creative. But it it turned out making the characters funny in the in those little moments where the tension needed to break. And I and I the first time I experienced that was sitting in the theater. You know, there's a scary thing happens and then all of a sudden something else happens and everybody's kind of laughing. It just sort of pulls them away from the tension. Yeah, you know, which yeah, is perfect because yeah. it sets them up for for the next one. You know, they forget for a second that they're watching a, a scary movie and I I wish I could say that I that I crafted it that way, but it was it was mostly luck. I think it was just mostly luck and intuition that got it to that it's, point it's almost you have to especially when you're writing for horror and I, i've written a couple of horror scripts so you have to most where's the comedy going to be part of it yeah because yeah. you, you can't subtract i don't i can't think of any very many movies horror movies that have completely on a race of horror any comedy there's some little bit of comedy in yeah it, a little bit yeah a little bit fumbling but right even like the latest scream movie had a little bit of funny it's gotta yeah you gotta you gotta be able to break up the the tension a little bit and uh, and yeah. it just it just gives it some dynamic it gives it some depth you know if you got somebody sitting on the edge of their seat 100 percent of the time you know it's just uh, you you build a tolerance to it eventually it kind of wears off and you just you know you're either too stressed out and you're not even watching it anymore yeah. uh, <laughs> too like uncut gems that's a panic attack beginning yes. and that's right. yeah yeah and like, some people love that some uh, people love that I'm, i know there's a, when i went to see uncut gems there's some people that left cause that just couldn't handle the intensity too much. of it right, yeah. yeah and then yep. everybody's especially when you you and i i'm sure we did writing workshops 
and we always you always tell us to, for the character make sure they're not making the decisions that you want them to do right and then for that character on cut gems he's constantly no don't do that no. <laughs> yeah but you have to almost for horror movies don't do that you know right that. You know, yeah so yep. we always encourage a little bit like don't play it safe they even your characters make sure they're doing decisions that you don't want them to do right it's kind of tough yeah yep yep well and you yeah. gotta throw you gotta you gotta sometimes you want to throw yourself a curveball too you know it's it's easy to fall and into surprise yourself you're yeah. Ma- yeah you're making the character do exactly what you would do and there's there's plenty of times you got to stop and say okay well maybe I want them to do this or, or maybe I don't want them to do that but it makes me so uncomfortable at the notion mm-hmm. that they'll they'll mm-hmm. do that. And, and when you feel that, like, I probably shouldn't do that. That's maybe too much. For me, I'll say, well, then that's exactly what they need to do. You know, <laughs> just... Uh, do you write during... Can you write at any time during the day or you're kind of at night? Uh... I, I've gotten to the point, it, it really depends. Because, you know, like you, I've, I've got a lot of things going on all the time. And I, yeah. I think it's... I've kind of trained myself to, to be able to do it really whenever. Um, okay. But I'll, my favorite time is definitely at night, you know, because then yeah. I can... I don't have decompress. Yeah, we don't have kids playing video games, and you know, my wife isn't spinning her records in the dining room, and every, <laughs> it's like everybody's kind of just in bed. I can listen to the music I want, and uh, so that that's yeah. kind of my ideal time. But you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and brew some coffee, and you think, oh, I got an idea. Something right. Something's there. Yeah. I got to get it out. You yeah. know, I so. like I like experiencing the day before I start writing. Yeah. I know some other people like to start writing and then they go experience the day, but I like to experience the world and then see. I'm, let it go, go away and then I can. I, I, rel- I relate. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you kind of you you go through your experience of the day and then usually by the end of kind of I've I've decompressed a little bit and I can yeah. just lend my my thoughts to the creativity. Yeah. I. I agree with that. I do envy people that can just kind of switch their hat. You know, um, uh, Dana Gilbertson, great friend of mine, fantastic writer. Um, and she's done, I mean, you, you, yeah. you've met Dana, you've worked with Dana yeah, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. We have to get her on the show. You have to call Ab- her up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. she would love it. But yeah. she she is the perfect example of one of those people. I, doesn't, I call her any time of the day. Call her in the morning. <laughs> she's call her no, always writing. Just always, you know, kind of starts to make me question my, you know, my... Uh, my writing uh, ambitions, because it's just always like a caller and she's writing and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm not writing. Is this, should be. Is this how it's supposed to go? Um, but she can do that. She can write anywhere. She'll be sitting at work. And if she's got some downtime, she's, she's writing. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I just I envy that. I wish I could jump that quickly. I do have so. a post-it collection of post-it notes that I have at work. I, I don't I know I don't have a desk at work I'm able to walk around sure and I don't have anybody around me but I'm able to do when I'm doing my job I can just pull out a post note and just kind of like oh, there you yeah, go yeah and put it in my pocket and then it's yeah. so it's so great yeah I've I've done that I usually I have like a notebook probably in every room in the house I just got notebook and not because I strategically place them there it's because I always forget where they are and then I gotta get a new one but <laughs> then it becomes another right, right. Yeah, yeah but I definitely got little things around and, and sticky notes are always great too just any any little idea that pops up yeah. you know you write it down and you have it there yeah um, have you ever considered writing a novel that is that is a really good question um, I have I would say that I've, I've played with the idea. You know, the thing that's kind of interesting with me, and I, I feel like any any writing aficionado will probably hate my guts for saying this, but I've, I've never been a huge reader. Um, I, I do. There are things that I read. I do. It's another thing we kind of share. It's almost yeah, like if I'm I just, like a movie, maybe I'll read the, read the book. 
Right, right. Yeah. And there's just, you know, there's there's some people that can just sit down and, and just put books away, just yeah. reading nonstop and my mother does that. She could read like two novels a week. That's that's, that's my that's my mom too, and that's and that's yeah. Molly, my wife, is is that way. Um, and I've just never, you know, I've never been that person. Um, so I think it maybe that's almost kinda why I stemmed towards screenwriting is it's <laughs> there's less of it there. I always yeah. kinda felt like I was I was a cheater because if I'm not an avid reader, how could I how can it almost I means like, Gary, if you don't read books and you're how a, a you writer, you're almost like, I'm a fraud. Right, right. right. Absolutely. That's exactly you read, how. Oh, you're a writer. What books have you read? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's uh, but there certainly are certain things um, that can be done in novel form that give right. you so much more room to work with versus a, a you know a screen write where it's very <laughs> almost maybe kind of like yeah. the comic book thing right you got to really kind of center it in on where the action is you only have this much time to get these points across um, whereas in the in the novel you can really just give the audience everything because their imagination is is the only thing bringing that to life so all their thoughts all their feelings um and I've I've tackled it a little bit. I've written I've written a couple things. Yeah, I think and, it's, it's a healthy, ch- especially for a writer. You want to challenge yourself. Yeah, I think it, you just entertained the idea. It is a good. It's a good yeah. exercise. It's a good right, exercise. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. A good but I, I would say that I, you know, and some people might disagree, but I feel like it's a lot more work. I had a screenwriter. I won't mention the per- person, but I, I had him on my show, and I asked him, I like, you ever write a book? And he's like, I am not going to spend time describing trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, you know? I, I like screenwriting. I'm just not going to sit there and describe the world to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah Especially you for know? screenwriting because you could just do a few little snippets. And that's yeah. and that, and that's just the point, you know. I mean, that's that's fair. It's a fair statement, you know what I mean? Some people want dark to... alley. That's it. Right. <laughs> External dark alley. Seven o'clock. There you go. That's all you need. This right. this this thing is happening now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm in the process of writing my first novel. Oh really? And it's really weird because I got great feedback, and they're like, "You're such a screenwriter. You're such a yeah, yeah. That you write present, and usually for writing novels, you have to write past, like it's already happened. Sure. Because like now she finds a place to sit, and it's like, well, that's for screenwriting, and like you want to use past tense, right? She sat over there. She sat over there. It's like (laughs) I didn't think about that, right? You're right. Present day, right? Especially when you write something that happened. In the past, yeah, a screenwriter you want to as it happens. Yeah, right? tense is definitely a, the the tense is always. It's like it's just something like you said with screenwriting. We don't really have to think too hard about that. No, <laughs> Whereas like with yeah. a novel, you got to be pretty specific. You know where where that's coming from. But that's I think that's great. How yeah. how far along are you? Uh, fifty pages in. Oh wow! Okay, and so I'm already, been, I had to going. stop because I want to like go back and Larry want to like, yeah tight tighten it up. up, tune up a little bit things and add yeah. a little. Yeah. And I get that, a little too descriptive about characterizations, maybe too sure. much that I don't trust the audience, and we have to cut a little bit of that. See, that's yeah. another thing that's a lot harder with novels versus a screenplay, uh, in my opinion. You know, it's yeah. easy to go back and say, okay, well, let's read where I'm at so far, just to, <laughs> yes. a, a, you know, banging through 20 or 30 pages of a script is, is easy. Um, but having to go back, okay, let's read these 50 pages of novel that I wrote to make sure... It's, you know, and again, not a big reader. I'm like, it's not even my own thing. I'm like, God, that's too long. That's too too far back. I'm not going to sit here for three hours and read all that nonsense I probably wrote. <laughs> the one thing uh, that you can kind of get away with screenwriting that not so much in novels is you can just go loaded with exposition and kind of get away sure. with it. Okay, yep. You can kind of get away with oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. There's nothing yeah. holding you back from doing that. It's, it's kind of it's like 
almost a requirement to an extent. Yeah, well, it's novel form. You can't just 100% go exposition because people are like, okay, what? Yeah, what's with this person telling everybody yep. what to do or you know, describing things? Yeah, like. I, I love that. And my um, the the closest I've gotten to to, to novel writing is I had a, had a short story that I started sometime around Halloween. So I mean, it's you know, it's I definitely picked it up and put it down. You got probably, inspired by the yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, you know probably ten pages or something, but. Um, that's, that was something I kind of learned, too, is just you, I get that little voice in my head that's like, okay, no, we can't, you know, this is this is too much, you know, too much yeah. exposition. And then I had to remind myself, no, that's that's how this is supposed to be done. You know, I can you, you have the ability to, to give the audience information without ever having to play it out. You don't have to play it's it right, out because you're not right. it's not, you know, you're not necessarily making that a movie. You can give the audience a little more insight into what's going on with that character. Yeah. Without feeling like, oh, this this other character coming in needs to figure that out too, you know. Yeah. Not that they don't; those don't also go hand in hand. But you can a little more freedom, I think, right. with the novel. You put in the extra work, but you get a little more freedom, and it's a it's a fun exercise. Yeah. All right. So uh, last time, I think your answer was no. But have you started work doing outlines? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, you know me so well, man. Um, I I will say. Yes and no. Um, you know, again, play, diving into the feature game is is much different um, than than with short films, and not that an outline. I is just any... think it's it's an academic thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's just another tool. Like sometimes you don't really need it, right? But it's helpful to be like, oh, where do I want to go next? I, I think there's it's good to have something, you know, because yeah. I I will say that I always have um, I always have an outline of some sort. Right. It may not be something you can pick up and be like, okay, that, you know, this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it's okay. You know, if you, if you have some sort of roadmap to where you're trying to go, for me, it's usually, um, I kind of have, I have my starting point. I try to have the ending point, you know, within reason and then kind of just figure out, you know, I, I, I like to sort of dive into the story and sort of let it organically unfold. But, you know, when you're when there's a lot of pieces that need to come together to make sense and tell a bigger picture, that can be very difficult. Right. Um, And you can get sidetracked really fast. So with a short, I I think it's a little easier with a short film to kind of just let's let's especially for a short film. Like what do we what the hell? Yeah, right. Just... Let's let's you know what what do we got to lose? You know. Right. Um, but yeah, feature film. There's definitely more uh, more dots that need to connect to one another. Um, so I've kind of, I've kind of learned the ebbs and flow of you know. There's certain parts where okay, there's there's sort of this conversation that's happening. Let's just sort of play with it and let it let it spiral. But you know, knowing okay, eventually I got to get to this point that leads to this point, and then here's the when with me you know I do mostly horror stuff. So okay, here we where's that big twist. Uh, I blame M. Night Shyamalan for that. He's always been one of my favorites, and now I don't feel like I can do... Um, a revelation that's just... Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's all about that twist. I just I like, I appreciate a good twist. But that's why I like Scream, because they'll just tell you flat out. Oh, you, you... And then you're still like, what the... What? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, that 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 bugged me. A, I, I'm one of those. Like, I just watched that whole movie just thinking, who the hell is it? Which is exactly what they want you to do. And you then know? you're like... I, Right. Yeah. 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 You son of a guns. I knew exactly. I thought. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. 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 And I don't want to. Yeah. No. We we can save the spoiler. But there's there's. But that's one. clever because if you tell people, yeah. well, the character tells you who they are. Right. And you're like. Eh. And, and that's then, then the big real like what? Yeah. You know that's and that, I think that's kind of the genius of of 
Scream, and we'll see, you know, specifically Wes Craven in that that first one, and why it's there's so much, so yeah. much energy behind it where they can kind of keep doing it and doing it. Um, so self-aware. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's I you like know, the characters know they're in this thing. Right. Like they just have to do. That's it. It's you know, it was just so cutting edge at that time. It was just it was it was so meta. Yeah. You're not supposed a, to tell the rules. Right. You know the rules, but and, you're not supposed to tell. Right. There are certain ways to survive these scenarios, and it's just from a. Yeah. I, the the writing uh, the writing space of that of uh, oh god what's I'm trying to think of the guy's name the the, the big time writer for all those nineties oh Kevin uh, Williamson Kevin Williamson there there it is yeah Kevin Williamson is just sort of a genius in in his own right in in being able to just encapsulate all of that and I you know scream my uh, my whole family gives me a lot of crap for it is I I I liked the movie when it came out. But I've just not, I've never been one of these people that just forever and ever, long time, best movie ever made, you know. I'm and not part of that club. I've just, yeah. yeah, I've just never been that. And it's like, everybody's just like so surprised because of how much I like to write. And I'm, you know, and it's like, it's not that I don't appreciate it. It was just at the time that was, it was a different thing. But I'll admit going back. So I, I went into this new scream, just kind of like, whatever, you know, I'm not dying to see it. But it, it's kind of you know it'll be sort of fresh and and it all was, those all those things that I remember from the first one did kind of come back all but not of a being sudden. too nostalgic almost like Matrix did Matrix yes was yeah a it was a little bombarded with nostalgia it was a, yeah. a happy medium I think yeah. they did an okay job I, I like that it's you know wasn't too much fan service there For is screams, certainly plenty screams, of yeah. yeah certainly plenty of fan service but enough kind of fresh and new characters and kind of reinventing the way they're being meta. And then you got David Arquette there, just kind of like <laughs> trying Elliot. to try to keep up mentally with yep. it all. Being Sam Elliott, and they call him Sam Elliott, <laughs> only Sam Elliott. But yeah, it's yeah. a little. When I went to see, well, the first one, the '96 one, came out when I was my first semester in college, and when all of us went to our winter break to go see yeah. it, and I almost, I was like, that's a comedy. That's not really a horror movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. parody. It plays like it's kind it's of a, a parody of what yeah. we've been seeing as yep. kids throughout the '80s. And I think now, especially when I critiqued it on our YouTube channel, I can regard it now as start as a parody. Now it's a legit horror franchise. Right. You kind of, I think, because of the, 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 like Halloween and Friday the 13th right. started like horror. It almost came a parody of itself. I kind of now come back. I think that's the, those were the parts, I think, for, for at least for me, that's, that's what kind of made that movie unique. Is it, ju- it wasn't just another slasher. You know, it had the meta, it had the characters who were <laughs> self aware and explaining the, and yeah. to me, I think that's why it's... I'll be right back. I th- <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, I think that's what maybe created the separation for me over the years is when I think back to Scream, those are the parts I think of. I think yeah. of the comedy. I think of the... That's what's retaining. Until yeah. you go back and watch it again, it's like, oh, damn. Like, no, this really... There really is some horror in this movie. It, yeah. it is in your face, and it is brutal. Now we know. But, yeah. But it has all those other things, and I, I think when I think you know, real slasher. That's why I think, you know, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, because there really is, it's just hardcore, you know, characters still have some of the funny, you know, obviously the funny setups and whatever, but you don't have anybody just breaking through the, you know, the, the fourth wall of story. Right. <laughs> you know, um, Before we move on, because uh, I don't want to talk about all about screaming. Oh, sure. but one of the things I get a chuckle out of is all the, all the horror movies, like, Maybe even Freddy, because Freddy's a little more jellyish, but sure. he's a little more animated. But all the other ones are so stiff and probably bench press a house. Yeah. But then Scream is almost like you could throw him through a window. Ah! 
Oh, you can like punch him and then he slide, you know, you can put like a wet floor and he'll slide all over. Yeah. And it's almost like he's make recognize that this person's a human rather than just like, you know, Michael Myers or Jason, right. just a, a force. force of nature. Yeah. Um, a guy in a suit. But these are like, you can, you can actually hurt him a little bit. And it was like, yeah, but he's almost like Bing Crosby just falling, Jackie Chan. He's just falling all over the place. Yeah. I get a chuckle out of that. that yeah. Throw him through the chandelier. You can't kill him, but you can hurt him a little it's gonna bit. It's going to hurt, yeah. It's almost like yep. the slapstick humor of just right. whatever. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I definitely yeah. agree. So um, we'll take a little break. A um, lot more stuff to talk about with Wesley when we return. Hey, welcome to the last Comic Shop Podcast. A comic book podcast that actually talks about comics. Yep, each week we open the shop up and read and discuss a comic. Sometimes we pair that up with comic book movies or TV shows. Or not. Lots of times, it's just comic books and sound effects. Oh, yes. Definitely lots of sound effects. So tune in on all the major podcasting platforms to The Last Comic Shop Podcast. Or check out our library of evergreen shows at www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. Back with Wesley Johnson. So you have a new project. Are you working on a new film with Nathan Block? Because you guys did all a bunch of films. Yeah, we just. Uh, yep, we just did. So, um, so Z Fest season is upon us, and ah uh, yes, and uh, that was our our latest. Is uh, so Steve and I had had kind of done our own, which which I'm really excited. I'm actually kind of excited to to get your thoughts on it too, because okay. it's in some respects it's a it's a monster movie. There you go. Um, I love it already. Com- coming off of uh, coming off of our fifty fifty film displacement, which which won won awards and things, which we're just like blown away by the other um, film festival. Thing. The, the yeah. other other yeah. film festival, and that was a little more of a slow burn. And we thought, let's you know, maybe we kind of got lucky because it was sort of set up as a slow burn. So we figured, well, let's do the opposite then. Let's let's do the most ambitious thing we can think of. Um, and, and did that. So we were in a spot where we were feeling really good, and and uh, it'd been a while since I worked with Nathan, and uh, so you know we we always kind of I mean again we're we're pretty good pals, so we always sort of throw ideas around of things that would be fun to make, yeah. and uh, I know he's big on timepieces. He really likes to kind of take things that are not modern and let's sort of step back in time a little bit, and um, and, and we did that. And we did that for for his film. So I, I wrote up a script for him, and we went kind of back and forth. And unfortunately, it's one of those ones where we can't. It's hard to you know put it on the nose of what it's about without kind of spoiling the whole uh, twist and turn of it all. Can't but, do a logline, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you know it's a, it's a fun it's a fun little you know okay. uh, draw. It's a I'd say it's a good mix of the drama and the thriller, which. Nathan is is uh, I think he he loves a good horror, but he does drama very well. Uh, where I I would say that I'm you know in some respects kind of the other side of that. Yeah, I, I, I love I love a good drama, um, but horror is is my comfort zone, yeah. and uh, sometimes yeah. we come together and kind of sandwich it all in. And 
Um, so yeah, so we got a film called Ashes to Ashes, and that'll be that'll be that part of my next question. Part okay. of Z Fest, yeah. All right. So when's the de- deadline for Z Fest? Do you know, I the, think the, they they pushed. Yeah, I, I I believe it's March thirteenth. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's it's some or some time around that uh, that time frame. It was originally early February, and then they kind of pushed it back with. Yeah. State of the world uh, as it has kind of been, and you know, just wanting—I'm sure—probably wanting higher numbers and more films. It's—it's it's a tar- its a difficult challenge because it's only yeah. seven minutes. Where a lot of yeah. you can do ten. Yes. And seven minutes is hard. I mean, it's very, very tough. You know, very yeah. tough. I think to, especially if you're, you know, real heavy into into the narrative and character development and some of these things. Which again, we've just come off of doing. Uh, you know finished Raven Heights and now jumping into the the hand that feeds another feature film. So I'm I've kind of spent a good majority of time untraining myself <laughs> to, to to paraphrase and move quick. It's like I've, I'm really diving all in on building out these characters and and then we get done with that and it's like, well, let's let's go back and do some short films. You know, that was yeah. fun. We we like doing it. It's like a little break. And then I got to kind of retrain myself again. I, nope, I don't have 20 minutes to build up this yeah. person. You know, I got a minute tops. You know, and then things need to start happening. So it's a it's a diff, it's amazing how those three minutes of a 10 minute short film to a seven, how those three minutes are so you crave them. You're like, yes. I would love just three more minutes of this would just help. Yeah, launch a little bit better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You always you always want a little bit more. You always want a little yeah. bit more and. And uh, yeah, so I mean, luckily we had by the time we were doing um, Nathan's film, you know, again Steve and I uh, ha- did a, did our own Z Fest uh, called Maraud. So another another Z Fest. We want to see our little monster thing. Um, but that yeah. was the another one of those where by the time we we knew it was going to be short, so we shot it and got everything. We did the assembly edit, and uh, we got it to where we felt good, and we okay. said, okay, we feel really good about this. How long is it? It's 14 and a half minutes. Okay. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> we took a minute to feel good about it and then uh, decided we now we got to cut half of the movie out. And uh, we we got there. It was it was okay. a trying, you know, it's always a trying, sad time to have to cut things out. But I know, but it's one of those things you can't cut from nothing. You right. Know? You always have to know that maybe we have to put more than we want. And, right. Yeah. It's. I do think it's easier to have too much because you know than the not enough having not enough is the worst always right? more complicated because what do you do you know there's, there's nothing cut, you really can do can't cut from nothing right. can't shave a bald head so right <laughs> true yeah. that that's a good one um when you you kind of figured out a kind of a style for yourself when writing um i think you know with more recently it's definitely been because I've, I've had the i've had the honor to do some more directing than I typically okay. do. You know, I've I've done a little bit of it, but lately it's it's been some some more directing and writing together. And I think through, well, that changes your writing a little bit. If you know, you're going to direct. Yeah, 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 definitely a little bit because I can I can definitely work some more. You know, um, work some more specifics in there that I yeah. I know I can comprehend. It is <laughs> it is always different having. Yeah. You know, like when we've worked with with Blair or other directors, you know, Nathan, I I, I definitely have to kind of be in tune with their style and how they interpret things. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really kind of falling into you know when when we did Displacement, which again was our was our fifty fifty um, installment. That was kind of my, uh, you know, I, I wanted to kind of step away from doing demons and you know ghosts and some of these some of these things yeah. that I, I love. 
but I kind of started feeling like we've just done a lot of that. I want to do something that's, I really love the, the psychological angle of things. Yeah. I love, um, you know, exaggerating real life uh, horror based things, you know, where this could be, this could be a thing. This could be real life. You know, yeah. this isn't a Michael Myers situation. One of my favorite things is uh, like a lot of horror movies that come out. And I love monsters and love all that stuff. Yes. That, that, the, the movie Annihilation. Yes. When they're, yeah, when they wake movie. up in the morning and they're like, how long have we been here? It's right. been a week. I think it's been an hour. Time displacement. That was the most freaky. Yeah. And they start like, Oh my God, my clothes. I think it's been more than three days. That was far more horrific than any oh, yeah. monster or anything. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that reminds yeah. me of one we just revisited a couple nights ago was Interstellar. You know, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. And that they have, they have some of those kind of things in there, too, where they go to this planet. And what is it? It's like, you know, one minute on this planet is like seven years or, you know, something, yeah. cra- something crazy. Um, but, yeah, there's just something about that where you don't – not everything needs to be – a slap in the face with, uh, you know, with a ghoulish creature. Um, that's great, and we all love that. Yeah, we love the thing. We all love um, it, yeah. But I just, I, I love, I've always been a, a pretty big fan of... of Messing with the uh, heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've always been a psychological thriller kind of guy. You know, I feel that, I find that those stories kind of keep me engaged. Yeah. Um, you know, gi- giving, uh, you know, showing less... And letting your mind kind of fill in the the gaps, yeah. you know, and then you get people to think. That's what I always liked about M. Night is he, you kind of think you got it maybe figured out, and then he totally gives you a one eighty at the very end, which oh, was right yeah. under your nose the whole time. Yes. Um. So well, I, it gives you a little bit of what. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Not... So I, I definitely am in no by no means stepping away from monsters and demons and ghosts. Obviously, I just told you we got a monster movie coming right. out for Z Fest, but. I, I find characters who who uh, deal with the psychological just to be more interesting or a more interesting driver vessel to get you through a story. Well, I think all horror movies you have to narrow down the environment, right? It's yep. closed in yep. every every kind of even it's a city, town, street, right? <laughs> or you know, like you know, Woods, Woodsboro or something like that. But yep. you narrow down even somebody inside their head, their brain. What's going on? Right. Like, you know, am I crazy or the world is entire crazy? Right. So it's almost like you don't really expand it. You f- shrink it down a little bit. And that gets more horrific. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can definitely, uh, I think people sort of uh, just slide on past how much control you have yeah. when, when you have it narrowed down. Not everything needs to be a big world event. You know, maybe yeah. big world event is interesting, but you got a guy who's experiencing that big world event who is alone in his garage without his cell phone because he left it up in his, you know, he left it up at the house and people are calling him, but he's not getting those calls. And now this event is unfolding and he's all by himself. There's a lot of power there. There's a lot of, a lot of control. I think it'd be a really good horror movie. And I got, I got an idea of writing something of just a guy doing his ordinary thing. Yeah. So just maybe meddling in the garage, fixing yeah. his car, whatever. And all of a sudden he's got a, you know, a little bit of cough and all of a sudden he coughs up and it's like a bug. Hey, and then you're like, that's it's interesting. Like, because even if you just left it right at that, you know, that's that's yeah. how I always think is even if you did that and it stopped right at that moment, who doesn't want to see the rest of that? You know, it's it's kind of <laughs> like he probably well, doesn't want to see the rest of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell was that? Well, yeah. now you need now I need to watch this thing so I can see what that's all about. You know, yeah. well, John Carpenter said is is horror is three things: what's coming at you, what's coming out of you, and you know you're the last person in the world and there's a knock on their door. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, that is 
Yeah, that is. That should be doctrinated somewhere. I'll put that up there. If you put a, a post-it note for Wesley, it's what's coming at you, what's coming out of you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and it's uh, like I, I think back to the late, great George A. Ramiro, which... It was just uh, actually just, uh, just as just it as, was coming out of you at the same. <laughs> that could apply. It's that all could, three of them, right? Yeah, he uh, and it was his birthday just a couple days ago. If he would still be around, George yes. Romero, uh, one of one of my favorites. But um, for him, it was like the psychology of yeah, you got the you got the zombies, you got I mean, these things know. happening, big world event, small world event. But he always said it's it's not about you know. He goes for me, the story isn't about the zombies. It's about people are stupid. And how are they going to deal with what's happening around them? You know, and I, to me, that's fascinating. You could take yeah. the zombies out and you could put, you know, a, a big monster there. Or you can take that monster out and, 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 you know, put whatever you want in there. You could just put World War II in there, right? It yes. doesn't matter what the circumstance or what the, what the opposition is. It's what's interesting is how are these people respond. going to work their way out of it and respond? And some people are going to do the stupid thing, which... It's great with horror. You know, people break those rules all the time. You, you, you mentioned it. We were talking about that earlier. You know, you got the guy who's going to, oh, the lights went out. I'm going to go down in the basement by myself. <laughs> I'll be right back. Right. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, and you're sitting at home going, why? Why are you doing that? You know? And there's um, always an aspect of deny re- reality a little yeah. bit. Oh, yep. that's not happening. That's always a made-up story. Or, or it's or never going to happen to me. It's never going to happen to me. Yeah. It's the denial always. Yep. I always, especially when I write, is who's the who's the character that's really in denial about the events right. that's transpiring or trying to flush it out. That's not really happening. Yeah. Right, and that's what's so fun about building characters and being and you and you know is being being a yeah. screenwriter like that. To me, that's the that's the power. That's the, the the entertaining aspect of it is there's so much psychology there. There's so much to play with. You yes. know this. You, you got the character who is you know from an audience perspective, you think they're doing the right thing. Okay, they're not going down in that basement to to turn the switch. You know they're they're playing it safe. But you know how do we take them out in a way that catches everybody off guard? You know nothing is safe, nothing is uh, off limits. And I, you know? I encourage that because I read a lot of other people's scripts, and I won't mention the names in a little bit. But I always say and I could catch my first. Are they playing it safe? Yeah. And if they are, I would think you're playing it too safe. Something has yeah. to polarize them. Yes. I, I care too much and not, or don't care enough about them. Right. Or somebody that I just really not, I really hate. Yeah. I really despise. Yeah. And I think for people like that, I don't want you to despise my characters. I made them. You have to think of somebody that there's, you just repulsive. There's got. There's definitely got to be an emotional reaction or emotional connection, I think, to, to the characters. Yeah. And, and I've definitely learned that with... Uh, with things like the hand that feeds, the other feature that we that we've worked on is you know, uh, and even there's a couple things I'm writing now where it's always kind of a learning thing. Where when I go in with an idea, I think this this is my protagonist. I'm gonna kind of build this around this person, and then the more characters that kind of work their way in, there's definitely been times where I uh, I realize like that you know that person isn't the, I, I wanted them to be the protagonist. I thought they would be, but then this other character just started being more interesting. I got a chuckle because that happens to me all the time. I'll write, yep. and this is the start of my character, and I think it's going to be the center of the universe, and it's just like, no. Then they're not. They kind of no. just, you know, or it's even even more, you know, reality-shattering when you find out that that character is probably more the reflection of yourself. And this <laughs> other person you created is the, they're, they're the turning damn it, point. Damn I wrote myself. Like, the, damn it. Yeah, what do I, so now what do I do, you know? and But that's, again, it's just the joy of, of writing and world building, you know? And in and, and the end of the day, you know, you could, doesn't matter how many 
hours you put into it and production and you you know the film gets made and gets put out and you know by the right. all is said and done it's been years and there's always going to be somebody on the internet that watches it and goes that's eh, a piece of shit <laughs> who made that's this? my next criticism is when <laughs> yeah. i uh, critique other people and i always say there's gonna be people in this world that are gonna hate it, no matter what you do no matter what they're gonna hate it yep and there's gonna be people in this world that actually no matter what you do they're gonna love it they're gonna love it yeah and then there's gonna be some people like hey that's good or whatever but yep. you gotta understand there's a full spectrum response always and yep. people are like this is garbage or people are gonna really love it yeah, yeah. and just gotta do it well you know and i think that's a good reason matrix resurrection is a some people really hated it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm part of that. I don't really hate it, but I understand why people don't like it because it's not what they expected it to be. Right. Yeah. And, and people that, who loved it because it's and that could nost- be a it's whole... all nostalgia and like I retain what I used my experiences. But yeah, see, yeah. well, in the original, in the original, and this I guess could spiral off into a whole new thing, and we we don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> when you <laughs> come back, we different yeah. show. Yeah, the yeah, main, we'll come back. Yeah, that original trilogy to me is one of my favorite things, and I say trilogy because I mean one, two, and three. I I love yeah. all of them. I think they told the story. A lot of people disagree with me, and I don't care. I love the so second I, one. Uh, I, I had two. feelings about the new one. I, d- I don't think there was any way for it to live up to my expectations. But, you know, yeah. as uh, as old uh, uh, MJ or Mary Jane says in the new Spider-Man movie, right, uh, I think there's some kind of sort of cynicism but re- but but truth to it is expect disappointment, you know, never be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I said that, right. Yeah, and yeah. I that's, you well, know. Well, I think I, people, it's hard. Like I told everybody before the, the Matrix Resurrection came out, you're not going to be able to catch her what happened before. It's not going to be the same. No, and people think no. It, they want it to be the same thing, the same event. Correct. It's, it's never going to be that way. You're going to make another Die Hard movie. It's, it's not going to be the 88 It's going to be different. Now, granted, yeah. I will say that they could have still made it plenty different, and there are certainly some things oh, they yeah, there's could some things... have salvaged. And, yeah. You know, it was just, there were some ideas in that movie where I'm like, I, what What the hell are you thinking? You know, yeah. but again, I agree. It's, I agree. There's a lot they, of things that I can. They had a vision. They had a thing. And just like we were saying, you know, I don't, I'm never going to hate on, on something. There are certain aspects of that movie that I thought they did really well. That, yeah. that were, I was not expecting it and I enjoyed it. Right. You know, yeah. had to watch it a couple times to sort of forgive the parts that really hurt me as a fan. Like what the hell? Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I rolled with it. Yeah. You know, I think the once again, my challenge is they're a little too safe for yourself, really. Yeah, yeah and, you're, and you're trying to retain too much retain of what yep. you used to do, but and that's yeah. the hardest thing as that's a hard. filmmaker. You know, you may you may be so passionate about this and you feel like you got a hit, you and know, and sudden, until until it's out and then you there, release and, it and it's crickets, right? Until <laughs> until people get a taste of it, you know, you just you never know. And and, so, and I think that that's okay. You know, I still yeah. think that's okay. I talk with like with Stephen Blair and everybody else when with all the Raven Heights mess, we're going through it, and you know, I mean, it's our first feature film, right? Yeah. There is a lot of fires we had to just put out and deal with that we had no idea what we were doing. Um, and I just, by the time it was all done, everybody was so kind of, you know, we're all, we're, done. we're all up and up in the air of like, well, what, what's, how's this going to go? How's this going to, and I, I just said, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, we're proud of it. You know, I don't, I don't, to me, it doesn't matter. I, or at least I say that at the time, you know, it doesn't matter how well this movie does, you know, or does we, we accomplished it. We made it happen. That's something that a lot of people will never be able to say they've done. I absolutely agree. Um, they made something. Then having it get released and having people enjoy it, like that was just that's the best bonus, you know, cuz I would have been okay. I'm still I'm still expecting it to hit, you know, Amazon or wherever it ends up and there's going to be those people that just tear it apart. And all you can do is just 
enjoy the comedy I of it. Yeah. I love it. I read, reading, reading the most hateful comments in some aspects is the most educational because, you know, people are not afraid to tell you what they think. And, and you take it with a grain of salt. Some of it you can implement and some of it you can't. Some people just want to hate to hate. Uh, but in those yeah. comments, I, I usually will judge who is the most creative in their hate spewing. Well, as, as a member of the Minnesota <laughs> Film Critics Alliance, I'm surrounded by people that their full-time job is critique movies. Yeah. And that's their job. Yeah. They get paid yeah. to critique movies. Yep. It's, um, I'm a, I brace them, and I understand because they're like, I'll never make a movie. That's But I love movies and yeah. critique. And yep. They have, in one of my high greatly admire, Brian Eggard, is very yeah. valuable in critiquing movies. There's some things that he has a flavor for. Sure. He understands his flavor rather than, but some movie that he doesn't really enjoy, he understands their, its good aspect. Which I think is a good distinction, especially yeah. for any critic to, to have, yeah. to kind of know what they're, okay, you know, being able to say, this isn't my favorite type of type of thing, mm-hmm. but I know where to appreciate it and, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's I think it's, if especially if you're a director, movies, get in touch with film critics, little, just navigate, because I think... It, in person, you know, a lot of times they're just watching five movies and they got to yeah. get a deadline, and you get bombarded with that. You just got to kick out a response, right? And I think sometimes we get a response too quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's and it is, you know, it takes a lot. You know, I think we all kind of get lost sometimes if we're you know writing and directing and doing all these things. Like it's very easy to just get. What's the reaction? So you just get real stoked on your thing, and you know you believe in it. And sometimes it's you know, and I and I'll say every time there's going to be humbling moments in that process. Okay. And uh, I think trying to experience those as soon as you can from the creative side of the table, I agree, is good. I, I do it now. You know, if I critique I, movies much different now after. Mim- being on set with other yep. movies and making movies, yeah. Right. Well, and even after yeah. you get, you know, you get a first draft out of a script, it's like I, <laughs> I, I don't sit on it anymore. I got my, you know, my couple people that I, that you, I'll yeah. send it to them because I know they're going to be brutally honest, you know. And sometimes they'll say, no, I, I, I hate it. You know, I don't like it because of this and this and this. But I can say, okay, well, I'm not trying to achieve that and that and that, you know. I. Yeah. But it's nice to kind of gauge it along the way because then when everything is said and done, it's not such a blow when you think you're landing a, a banger of a film and people just don't like it. Um, but it's like you said, I think a lot of people fall in the in the middle. You know, there's always going to be somebody who hates it. There's always going to be somebody who loves it. And at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself why you made it. And made it's it. because you loved it. You wanted to. That's 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 your thing. You know, if people respond well. That's a bonus. But my, you made it. My two uh, critiques. Especially for films, well, I'll sit down after watch. My first thing is: is it memorable, or is sure. it unforgettable? Is it something that I watch? I'll never ever forget that I seen this movie. Yeah. Then you retain something. You got a reaction from me, right? Whether good, bad, gross, awesome, I'll never forget. I've seen this movie. Yeah. I think that's a positive. Yes. Even if it's so outrageously gross, like I've, I'll never forget. I saw Hostel. Oh. No matter how yeah. repulsive, I it never stands forget. the test of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll never forget I've seen a Gaspar Noir film, even though those are some really repulsive films. Yeah. And that's unforgettable. Yeah. They're not memorable. I, oh, it's not soft moments. No, you're yeah. probably trying to shut it out in a lot of aspects. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what, as an artist, I think that's what you want. You want people right. like, I'll never forget I saw that or whatever. Right. Um, and then, you know, movies that are great, memorable. i never forget I saw this movie. Maybe I want to see it again. Yep. And I think great movies are both. Really yes. good movies yes. are unforgettable and memorable. Yes. And I think we're going back to the latest Scream movie. That's unforgettable. I'll never forget I saw that movie. Yeah. 
and it's memorable. There's some scenes I really retain. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think there's there's there needs to be justice on both sides of that. You yeah. know, and that. And well, I some think, people worked solely for the unforgettable. Yes. They don't want to be a member. They're yep. just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. We just, you know, and it's just, I think it depends on the type of the type of artist that's at the helm of that, like you said. I think, yeah. and especially with horror, you know, it's, there's something satisfying about delivering a shock. Oh, my God, shock. if you if you forgot you saw a horror movie, that's, that's kind of a horror doing, <laughs> Right, yeah, you're not doing, you're, you're missing the missing the point somewhere. Yes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, some people are about the shock. Some people are about the longevity of it. And I think if there's a, a good, even song and dance with both yeah. of those, then, you know, like you, the Shining. You, That's memorable and perfect un, example is un, The Shining. Un, yeah, unforgettable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for a movie that relatively, you know, I'd say seventy-five percent of that movie, there's literally nothing happening. Right. But to also be one of the probably you know scariest movies in history, yeah, yeah. Stanley Kubrick absolutely uh, hit it out of the park. And and in in to our conversation, right? Yeah. Stephen King didn't like it. I mean, it wasn't, you know what I mean? That It, it was different than what his no, vision that, was. Yeah. But that's that's a director, right? That's um, um, what you were saying before. Kubrick. You know, Stanley Kubrick had a had a kind of trajectory that he wanted to take with that. Well, hell, he if you build a it. great set, you want to show it off a little bit. Right. Just put the camera down the hallway, you build a great set. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You, you do it, and, and it's successful. Stephen yeah. King's novel is successful. The movie's successful. Everybody's successful in the end. You know, nobody yeah. lost... In that, except uh, it's just uh, different perspectives, right? Right. I think the book concentrates more on Jack Torrance, and then the movie concentrates on the little boy more. Yes. And so it's yeah. different. Same story. Yeah. It's just different perspectives. Yeah, I think the the only person who suffered or lost in that scenario would be, uh, be uh, Shelley Duvall. <laughs> it's She's like a, yeah, they can't. It's almost just getting psychologically uh, abused, abused for right. the sake of the scene. But I mean, granted, it, times were different at that time. Yeah. I'm sure she knew what she was getting herself into, or maybe she didn't. Yeah, th- things Just, like that will never fly be, anymore. Not going to do that anymore. <laughs> no. No. It's like we want we want everybody to be safe in real life. They can they can be unsafe in in the movie, but we want them to be safe in real life. And I don't, I don't think Shelley was safe in any aspect of that production. No, if you research, it's kind of a little bit rough, right? Um, so when yeah. you write, do you think camera angles, or you trust um, kind of the director? It, so it depends. So um, you know, see one like an over huge overview shot. Yeah, let's, I think let's get a drone up here. And... If it's if it's something, um, I would say in a general sense, no. You know, unless right. it kind of aids to the creativity. You know how it is. Sometimes you can kind of picture what's taking place, and and of yeah. course the shot is just sort of there. But I don't think I'll really really retain that so much um, unless I'm unless I'm directing it as well. If I if I have to direct it, you know, then you put a note in for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a, I'll put a little note in there just to be like, you know, okay, yeah. Uh, but POV. Yeah, generally I, I won't unless unless I'm asked to. You know, um, of course every director is a little different, so sometimes they just want. Want a script and and that's it. Um, Nathan has always been a little more, you know. I think he kind of he likes letting me just sort of dive in as as far as I want and and mm. will welcome me to be a part of the the process of coming up with nice. angles and yeah. yeah I um, so it's something you just kind of leave it trust the director kind of right. Thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think at the end of the day, it's more the director. You know, it's it's their call to make or you know or their director of photography. I think most directors will kind of. Pull that, Give pull, the, them, pull right? the DP into yeah. it. Yeah, it's like that's sort of their, you know, their cup of tea. Um, so at least the first pass, I'm just, I'm always kind of more just focused on how interesting is the story, who are these characters, I'm meeting them for the first time, you know. 
Okay, my my I love that I always ask this to Wesley, but character names. How do you, you, you is, is something you struggle with or something that just starts the story or You know, um <laughs> I think it's that has definitely gotten to a point there there was a time when I feel like they would kind of just come naturally, you yeah. know. I just sort of pick one out of the out of the either and it and it seemed to work. I think now that I've written enough um, I find those times when I start pondering, it's like, okay, what names have I not um, used? And uh, so I, I actually, I have a page somewhere in a notebook somewhere just where names. I just started writing. You know, if you sometimes you see a like kind of a cool name pop up or you meet somebody who's got a unique name and I'll kind of, sometimes I'll think, oh, it's kind of, you know, yeah. I like that. Um, I, uh, I, I hate using very kind of stereotypical like overly common names yeah. uh, and not that I don't ever do that but you know it's like how many how many jacks and bobs and you know mics you know it's like how, how many of those are there right um so I, it's, it's it's almost difficult more far more difficult to just have a common name yeah it's almost like oh it's, you lazy but it's <laughs> right and it is yeah. there's kind of but that twist now wherever there's so many like interesting names nowadays that it's almost like you know going the other way like yeah. maybe we want to use something a little more and, and that's probably it, a generational thing too you but know? it's a great uh, character name for nightmare in alley stenton carlisle because yeah. it sounds like it's just, aristocratic but it sounds so it jerky r- rings right off the rolls right off the tongue you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I envy I envy people who can who can do that really well. That's an, another thing. We'll, I'll give Dana some credit for. Dana's really good at coming up with with names. Where I'm like, that just where did that come from? You know, she's like, I don't know. It is a skill it. by itself. Yeah, I would say it's a skill by itself because he's like, that's a great yeah. Yeah, it re- it really is. It really is, and it and it's important too. It's important because a name is everything. You know, it's like we we've talked about if if. Something is going to stand the test of time, and it needs to be retained, right? It, yeah, and it's going to be retained. You know, a name can can be a big part of that. Yeah, you know. So usually, you know, like for my graphic novel, it it started with just a name, Butch Schultz, because I wanted something that he wasn't sophisticated with, right? Fighting. Yep. He wasn't yep. sophisticated, and then it wasn't too common, but you had some a little bit of like a background, like you, like it's a, um, kind of like a historical. Not yeah. historical, but like you know where he came from. Like yeah, Schultz is very Germanic, right? But it's kind of American too. It's so common American. It's, so, it's so a good it's, kind of mix. Yeah. So you kind of really know that this guy is a little more rough. Yeah. Well, and, he, and even just just Butch, it's like okay, you know, this is not this is not somebody who works at a. It's not gonna be poetic. He doesn't work. <laughs> he doesn't work in a call center. Right. <laughs> He's not gonna do poetry. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No poet. Yeah. Which is like yeah, and we talked. I talked with like when I had Andrew Hunt on. He's like, just give it. Don't don't put like detective number one. I don't want that in my script. Given person has to have a name. Do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Do it. I just everybody has to. Every character has. To have I, a name. I agree with that. I agree with that too. And, even, and a lot of times, and I'll do it. I mean, for for organization's sake in the story, there's plenty of times where I will just say, okay, you know, detective number one or whatever. But I I know what their name is, you know, as the writer, and that's and that's. You know that's kind of the fine line. Like I, I agree with with what Andrew says. Is there's some of those things you have it in there if it's important, just call it out. You know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's more about just getting getting but through the pages and you know. But yeah, I think it's good for everybody to have somewhat of a personality, even if the audience never gets to experience it. You should know. You know. You should know what that detective 
thinks about or what, you know, what is his life like when he goes home kind of thing. I, re- I remember, and I, I think I mentioned this before, the movie Match, Matchstick Men, Ridley yeah. Scott directed it with Nicolas Cage and their con artists. Yes. And it wasn't part of the script, but in, when Nicolas Cage is calling up a con on the phone, you can see the background of Sam Rockwell's character, just jazz. He's snapping yeah. his fingers like he's really yep. eaten up that you're scanning. Yep. And that's part of his character. I mean, oh. it wasn't written, but he's like, that's, that fits the scene and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I, I will definitely, yeah. Uh, I will always say that it has been my experience with, um, with a good majority of the movies that I've been a part of, especially the features, though. Most of what is good from the characters is all brought on by the actor that's playing them. <laughs> yes. You know, I think that's one yeah. of the most that's that's They'll one surprise of, you. It's one of my favorite things to be a part of is, you know, you you can write something a certain way, but that actor, <laughs> you know, you you get a good actor, they they need something they can latch on to. They need something to make that character them. You know, they need right. they 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 got to find that thing and and you hear about that all the time. Some of the very best actors, Leonardo DiCaprio's really oh, known we, for we, that. One of my previous from last year we had Tiffany Cornwell on and she talked about her character was a mother and yep. everything and it, and she already she started big break down again. Right. From just remembering what I was like, uh, want to take a time out? No, I'm good. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you guys do this? Yeah. And, well, and yeah. I'll get asked that a lot with uh with some of the some of the actors I've worked with, you know, a good actor is going to say, "Well, what if you know they're gonna they're gonna maybe challenge you a little bit. You know what yeah. what if he did this? What if he thinks you know I feel um, and uh, and Kenton Holden who was in our film Displacement uh, one one best actor for that. Great. You know he's he's very I think very very known for doing more comedy. I mean that's he's worked with Nathan. They have their their six swipes left. You know their little comedy show or whatever. Yeah. He's a very comedy-driven person, and with this story that we did, I mean, he it's it's horror, for one. He's kind of dark. He's not very nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when Laura kind of... Laura takes the credit for kind of putting his name in the hat, you know, I, my first thought was, I'm like, well, I can, I can see it. I mean, I could see him looking the part, but I just... You know, he's he's a funny really? guy, you know, is that and just absolutely blew it away, you know, just sat down, was really in the right headspace and, and even yeah. just kinda asked me, he's like, Well, you know, what if he's I don't think he's really necessarily so angry, like I think he's kinda hurt because these things happen to him and this is just how he's projecting it. Yeah. You know, and, and as a director, you gotta be able to to say to to see genius when it when it pops up in front of you. And I just yeah. thought that's that's very intellectual. Like that makes perfect sense to me. It's better. It's a better train of thought than I had when I was writing it. And you let them run with it. And when you let them run with it, most of the time they're gonna they're gonna hit it out of the park. Yeah. And do all these three. You know. Them, and the, yeah. The, it's almost like just let them. It's almost. Let, let them let them do it. You know. And sometimes they'll maybe try things and it doesn't work. But you're not you're not gonna know. You know. You're not gonna know unless you give them that that freedom. You know. Give them give them a little runway to to kind of play with it. If anybody's listening, if they ever want to be a film director, um, I would say thing, thing, the few things I've learned is people want a direct answer to a question. Oh, sure. Don't just say whatever. <laughs> oh, what do yep. you think? Yep. Should we use this and this? Say this. Or yes or no. Give them a yes or no. That's what they want. Uh, Don't ever go, yeah, whatever I want. Or yeah. yeah. People want a direct answer. Number two, let let actors be actors. Let them, Yeah. And number three, and I, this is much I really encourage is sh- let them show off their talents. 
Yes. If they can do something, show it off. I mean, in my film, we have people that really were good dancers. Yeah. So I was like, let's find some reason for you guys to dance. Right. Work it in there because it, it looks good. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. No, I agree, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, you got it. You got to allow the process to unfold. And that, and I think the best directors, uh, in my opinion, bring that together. You know, they don't, they're not, they don't harness every little bit of control. Right. You know, the minute they brought the right people in to do the job, they yeah. di- they did their job. That's part of their job, you yeah. know. Now you can let it happen, you know. Yeah. I got the best lighting department. I got the best actors. I feel that can do this. Yeah, we had number four. Hire people that don't suck. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's always a good thing too. Um, but it was uh, yeah. to, to to the point you were saying. I got a, got a funny story with Noah Gunderson, um, who oh is, he's, a great, he's good at gaffing. He's oh he's Man. he's great. Yeah, he's great. And him and and now it's him and uh, and Spencer and Jorge are kind of like I call them the trifecta. <laughs> Uh, but they've done pretty much all of our stuff, and I'll, I'll never forget it. One of the best things is uh, is Noah coming to me, and he would say, "Look, man, like I love you and everything, but when I'm asking you how this scene is supposed to play, you know, he's, he's like, I don't need the story because <laughs> I just need you the to directly scene. tell me, you the know." Scene. And it was yeah. just so funny because that's just that's just how my brain works, you know. Yeah. He goes, "How does this need to look?" And I'm like. Well, Bob just got home from work, so he's coming down the hallway, right? And he throws his coat because he's really. And Noah's like, "No, no, no! I don't, just, I don't care about any of that. What do you want it to look like, man? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah." So that, that goes back to my things. People want a direct answer. Yes, like which especially, is tough for me too. especially your G and E department. Yeah. They don't care about what the story is happening. They want to know what you want it to look, look like. like uh, and I'm just like, God, yeah. it's so hard for me to talk about that without diving into the story, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just funny, yeah. No, knowing uh, the you know who does what role and allowing them to to sort of do that to to in their own way to an extent. But you but at the end of the day, your your job is to decide what you like and what you don't like and what plays and what doesn't play, and you hope yeah. you make the right choices in the end. There's so many different. Well, there's a lot of things. If you've never been a film director, there's so many different choices because you could just set the camera. And just yeah. shoot and let the action. Yeah. Or you can have the camera part of the things. Yes. Um, I think like French Connection, if you're familiar with that, yeah. oh, which yeah. is almost very documentary style. So yeah. this this camera's like looking for where the action is. So it's almost part of the play. Right. Because they don't set to make, they don't set it up, but the action's coming. Like, oh yeah, this it almost feels like you're you're seeing it as it happens. Like the camera turns, so there they are. Yeah. Which that does that doesn't really work for all the other films. Where you, you know, like Halloween, where you need to set the cameras down and let the action come. Right. The, the shots, yeah, yeah, I think that the shots definitely need to have uh, a purpose. There needs to be yeah. a certain, there needs to be a purpose for why you're shooting it that way. And if you're shooting it a certain way just to be the least distracting, you know, like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I don't want this shot to have any purpose. I just want them to see what's on the other end. Like, okay, tripod. Establishing shot. Great, yeah, 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 great for that. But that's that's been the most, definitely the most fun I've had um, with more recently doing, doing more directing is just really kind of falling into that and why are these shots important, you know, or how can we really make a statement in this scene where there's really no dialogue, you know, even if there's no dialogue, you're still you're still saying something. There's, there's a yeah. statement being made. And how do we portray that with the different kinds of shots? And that's I why I like um, Psycho, where yeah. Alfred oh, Hitchcock yeah. used his television crew to film the movie. Well, it's cheaper. They yep. know how to set it up really fast. Yeah. 
and it almost looks like a TV show. Right. So it makes it far more shocking when you see the the the, the horror part. Yeah. Because you it's psychologically like, oh, it's television. Right. But then you see it, and you're like, whoa! It's far more shocking to think that they're just trying to make a TV show out of it. Right. Because right? the only the only fancy shot in the movie is the beginning where it goes yeah. into the window. That's the only fancy shot. Yeah. The rest of it is just pretty. Standard stuff. I always, I always, I always kind of ponder those things too. Like all these years down the road, you kind of wonder, like you know, what was a creative choice and what was kind of a happy accident? Because you hear things yeah. like that all the time, where you know, for all we know at the time, like you said, maybe it was it was just cheaper. They just, you know, and well, yeah, and, yeah, and, you... and, and 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 Alfred Hitchcock could have just been like, oh, this is just, God, this is terrible. This is not going to play. <laughs> like, but we already put money into it. We just got to get it done, and now it's like. That that gives it an aesthetic that just li- you know stands the test of time. It lives on forever. Uh, another one I always think of is Steven Spielberg with Jaws, right? There was so much more shark in that movie, but it was you know it's the music. A, it's a thirty thousand pound mechanical shark that would rust and fall apart when it was underwater too long. They had one left, and and Steven Spielberg just said, "Well, how about we just we show yeah, that? It, some, we don't see it until the end." Killer music, which is okay. Well, yeah, the music alone is a, is yeah. a huge part of that. But it's just you don't realize like the first three quarters of that movie, you don't see the shark until the very end. It's great filmmaking in the beginning of the movie when she's and she's going back and forth in the water, being yeah. attacked. But he set a buoy in the background, so you know how fast it's going. Oh yeah! But it becomes part of the play, yep. right? It's the isolation that all you hear is the buoy. Ding. Yeah. But oh, it's also it's, a stationary it's just... mark to know how fast it's going, so you get whoa. Right, like it's not yeah. playing around. Yeah. And then it's, he it's just uses, genius. He uses what I call a barometer character. I, I I don't really hear that a lot in workshops, people writing, but um, Shaw, the the fisherman. Yeah. He's definitely a barometer character because when everything's chaotic and he's calm, they're like, okay. But when he gets scared... Something's happening. Then you know we're screwed. Because right. when he says, not three barrels, I've never seen that before, then you know we're Like, sc- oh, damn, something... Yeah, this when is not... So this is a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah, because they use that... I love when people use a barometer scare- character. He's definitely one of those. Yep. Whenever, and he's calm, but he's laughing. Hey, he's pulling. He's, he's smiling. He's still, he's still okay. just that rough fisherman, but... When he says, no, I've never seen that three barrels, then you know they're screwed. Yep, like there's a, and then the, we can't forget uh, Roy Schneider's classic, uh, and, and this is after we see the full shark for the first time, right? The backing yeah. up the ad lib, ad lib line. You're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> I mean, can you? That's yeah. that. But he sets him up the camera, so it's Shaw's stationary, <laughs> but he moves back. Right. From the background. That's why, I mean, you want to know why movies are successful. There it is. Everything, well, yeah. And obviously you and I have all the answers, so <laughs> people should listen when we talk. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everything we were kind of hitting on is... a great is, shot, too, with the, the skull, the jaw, the jaw. Remember then the shot yeah. where the jaws, the skull? Yep. And then the camera goes right through the skull, like, they're going to get eaten. Yeah, they're, they're done. <laughs> Yeah, and they did, you know, Steven yeah. Spielberg had a happy accident, and we can't afford to build another one of these things to fall apart, so we'll show it at the end. And that yeah. worked out to be make it the scariest, as more your imagination fills in the gaps. You know, yeah. DP knew Nothing how to line it up. Kids get hurt. Yeah, and Roy Schneider was that character. He was able to just throw out the, the most classic one-liner of all time was yeah. not even written in the script because he just, he no. just felt it in that moment. And... 
You know, who takes credit? Who's, you know, I won't say who takes credit, but who's going to always get credit for that? Steven Spielberg, because he brought but, that all together. Yeah. You know? You always need one good, especially in writing. I know it's tough to do like a catchphrase and everything, but you need something, a line that's retainable. Yeah. I think every movie that's memorable and unforgettable has a line. That's really retainable. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or the thing. Just You've got to be kidding yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, and, and I know that's kind of poo-pooed on workshops about having catchphrases and everything, but you want to have something that really has a punch to it. Like, yeah. And I think writers like that. And I think actors like to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be right back. They'll love this. <laughs> there's a, uh, well, yeah, there's just such a, there's so much, um, there's so much that can be said just in the way somebody talks and the figure of speeches that are used. I mean, it's it's like we said before, everything is a statement in, in yeah. some form. And I think you learn a lot about a character just by how they talk and what they say. And you can you can attach the significance to whatever they're saying. Yeah. You know, I'm sure in Roy, Schne Roy Schneider's mind at the time, you're going to need a bigger boat. Like that was just probably a funny like, yeah. I'm just going to kind of nonchalantly throw that out. But no, that is the precursor to all of the hell that is about to ensue in the yeah. next, you know, what, 20, 30 minutes of what's happening in this movie. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah. so, you know, like I said, it's uh, the, 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 the notion of film is beautiful because it's just art everywhere. Everybody's doing their own form of art to hopefully all come together in one big old yeah. art bread ball that bakes into a nice loaf that everybody can enjoy. That was a very strange analogy, but I'm going to stick by it. It's a it's a, it's one of the weirdest art forms where it's a compliment it's a group project. Yeah. Even though it's not one singular vision, even though the director probably get more credit, but still you have to get a group to work. Every everybody's gotta know their, their yeah. piece. Everybody's it's gotta really know their piece. And, process. and it's important. And it's important. And that's why I think especially in a smaller community like we have, you know, having those relationships matter. Because when it comes time uh, to, to do something uh, whatever that is, the more trust and camaraderie that is there, that exists, um, th the better things are going to be, you know. Um, I, I still it, get a chuckle out of knowing from the movie Departed, took longer to shoot because Scorsese and Jack Nicholson will hours talk about movies. <laughs> and nobody had yeah. the gall to go up to him and say, go tell either one of them to we're shut up. Yeah. We're ready to shoot. And you go me. tell Jack and Marty to shut up. We're right. ready. <laughs> yeah, you go get into that conversation. <laughs> Should have just turned the cameras around and filmed that. That would have, <laughs> That's what the, they finally encouraged, like, Malt War, you know, Leonardo or Mark Wahlberg or somebody yeah. go over and tell them. Yeah, we're, hey, y'all, guys, we're going to shoot a picture here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah, like absolutely. we did. We were talking. To, so, yeah, tell. Yeah. Yep. So, Wesley, thanks for coming back, man. Th thanks for yeah. having me, man. It's, it's uh, always, always a pleasure to sit and talk with you. I, and it's great. Thanks for um, the compilation we're doing together. I love it. I oh, love it. I, yeah. I, I can't wait. I'm really excited for people to see uh, see the work. Mercenary I'd Kingdom. say the yeah. yeah the Mercenary Kingdom the the work you put in. Everybody Thanks. needs to experience that. Yeah. Um, and it's an opportunity to see you. Let's remind everybody again. MarsCon, which is in the first weekend in March. Yes. Um, so check that out at their website. We'll put the link down below sure. for MarsCon. Um, anybody have an opportunity to see Curse of Raven Heights? Uh, so we are in the process right now of figuring out uh, the, the distribution, streaming, okay. and all of that. Um, I do believe um, there is a way still through the TCFF if you want to see it. But we'll, we'll put it this way. You, if anybody wants to see it, ha have them reach out to me. I'll, I'll make sure we, we find a way for you to see it. And if anybody's listening, if they want to be a writer, if they want to be a film director... 
I always say, just do it. And then we'll oh. talk about it first. Because I've had so many people like, I want to be a writer. What have you written? I haven't written anything yet. Yeah. Write something just first. Just do it. Just Absolutely. Do it. If you want to write, if it compels you, if, if you feel drawn to it, you just do it. Make time for it. doesn't matter if it's going to be good or not. You're doing it because it, it feeds the soul, man. It's what, it's what we do. I always say know? it's almost like making pancakes. Just write one and throw it in the garbage and start all over again. Right. And you can only get better. You know, you can only get better at it. Yeah. Some people dive in and realize after doing that, well, maybe that's, maybe I don't. You know, maybe it was a nice idea and I don't like doing it. Yeah, like Brian um, from Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Or you might do it, and, and it might be the, the greatest film that we never knew was going to exist. You know, you just right. you just just you do f- it, do it for you first, and just try it out. You know, you only live once, man. Do do what makes you happy, and find find a way. Hey, find if you're a Dalton Trumbo and you just do it in the bathtub, what the heck? I I actually I like that image. I think that's great. I think more just people do it in the bathtub. play trombone in the bathtub. <laughs> All right, Wes. Well, thanks for coming again. You're definitely welcome to come back. Um, yeah, as you know, it's not over till the guests say it's over. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I love you, man, and I love everybody, and it's Thank over. You.